begin tonight, just get into the word of the Lord as we're, amen, just let the Lord have his way. That's all I, I can say tonight. I just desire his hand upon this service. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn to Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. If you're there, say amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. We, uh, we've been doing this uh, military theme downstairs, and so, you know, if you, if you look like you're sleeping, we'll do push-ups or something. Amen. Not really. Just, just kidding. Amen. Exodus chapter 13, verses uh, number 17 and number 18. Verse 17 says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. He did not lead them through the land of the Philistines, though it was a quicker route. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about. He led them around through the way of the wilderness. Thanks. He led them through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Lay your Bibles down. Let's pray and just ask God to have his way and anoint my lips and, and, and your ears tonight, God, that he just have his way. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask you right now to anoint this message, God. I pray that you anoint my lips, God. Lord, anoint me. God, I want it to be your message, your word. God, I don't want anything to come from my mind and just from me, but Lord, I want it to be you, Lord. God, I pray you just anoint our ears to hear and our hearts, Lord, that we would receive it upon good soil. God, that we would just protect it and take it, Lord, and, and do a mighty work in our lives and do a mighty work tonight, God, in this word. God, I love you, Jesus, and thank you, Lord. Jesus, have your way. Do a work tonight, amen. Let's worship the Lord once again. God, we thank you tonight. Do a work in this place, Jesus. We love you. We worship you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I just, you know, God is an amazing God. Amen. I never want to think I can predict what God is going to do. Amen. I never want to think I know where God's taken me. Amen. I never want to look down the road and think, well, this is where I'm going to go. That's my nature. That's our human nature is to think, where am I going to be and what am I going to do in my life? What's God God, what's God got for me? Where, where am I going to be at in the next uh, six months? And what are we going to do in the next five years? Where are we going to be? Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, we, we need to understand that day to day is how we need to live for the Lord. Moment to moment and understand that God is leading us. Amen. That God is there. Do you believe God leads and still leads and guides his people tonight? Amen. I believe that God is taking care of us. Amen. Uh, as we read here in Exodus, as the people of God, the children of Israel, Pharaoh let them go. And you'd think, man, the quickest way out of here is the best. Just get us out of here. But you know what? God could see the end from the beginning. He could look forward in the future and see, you know what? There's a situation that could arise if they go this direction. It's the easiest way. It's the quickest way. 
But somewhere down that path, they just might, the Bible says they may repent, which means they may just turn back and go to Egypt. And so God looked in his infinite wisdom and said, hey, I know it's easier, and I know this may seem like the best way. And I don't think he consulted with the children of Israel and said, hey, guys, uh, this is, I, I, this, I'm not going to take you this way just in case war breaks out and you repent and go back to Egypt. No, no, these are just the Lord's thoughts. All the children of Israel know is we're running out of Egypt. We're running from Pharaoh. They want out of there. And God says, go this way. And they say, hold on a second. That's quicker. I don't, why, I wanna, why can't we go that way? We got to go all the way around to get there? Why can't we go that way? They didn't know God's plan. Amen. They don't know. Amen. And didn't understand what God was thinking. But I'm telling you, God knows what's best for us. God knows what's best for you. And God knows what's best for me. Amen. So in your situation that you're in or what you're facing and where am I going to be? What do I, I don't understand why is it taking so long? Maybe God has to take you around a few things because he knows if you, he puts you and allows you to go the short way, it's going to trip you up and you're going to just get, you're going to end up back, amen, in a place where God can't use you anymore. So don't worry about how long it's taken. Don't worry about why this and why that. Understand God is leading you. Amen. God is taking you in your journey. God, why won't the job situation work out? God, why, why can't this happen? And why, what about my bills? And what about, you know what? God, the quickest way to some of our financial problems is money. Right? If you had just enough money, you pay off your bills, you'd be good, right? But I think God allows us to go the long way sometimes. Because if God gave you ten, twenty, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars to take care of your situation, I think he'd be afraid we'd repent. I don't think he thinks I think he knows us well enough to know what we can and can't handle. I'm telling you, God understands the future. He knows, amen, where we need to be. Amen. Tonight, I would title this message as Lost Without Your GPS. Amen. I have a G. Well, I had a GPS. I need a new GPS. The old one broke. Um, that doesn't really tie into this message, but I had one and it broke. Only the message, only thing I can remember about a GPS. I know the actual electronic ones. The first time we went down to Diggins, Missouri, to a youth meeting um, down there. I didn't really. We didn't. Well, I think we went the first year, Brother Brandon. We we went down there a few years ago. Then the second year, uh, we you know I old school. I just go online and print out. You know, look at the map and stuff and off the paper tells you shows a little map how to get there well brother josh had a really exciting idea he said i got a gps remember this josh i got a gps young people you remember this i got a gps well okay that that's fine i didn't i don't know so we stick it in the dash and brother merriman is following this gps this whiz bang gps down to diggins we're just talking having a good time and we're getting really really close and i realize we're nowhere near where we need to be and we get there, destination, whatever it says. Uh, yeah, destination arrived. And we stopped the van and looked around. I was out in the country, the driveway of somebody's house. And I said, this isn't right. And so we had to find some backwards way and all this kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, our natural GPS, that, that there's a lot of people gotten in a lot of trouble by using those things. Amen. But what I'm talking about, lost without your GPS, 
I'm talking about your God positioning system. Amen. It's a little different. But when God puts you where he wants you, understand you're not going to be lost. You may seem like you're lost. You may feel like you're lost. You may wonder and scratch your head at the circumstances that you're in at the moment and think, this is way not where I need to be. But if you're touching God and you're close to God and you're praying and you're with God, you're following after God, I'm telling you right where you need to be. Amen. You're right where you need to be with the Lord because he's got you in the position and the location that he wants you in. Amen. Because he knows you. Amen. And he knows what his plans are for you. And he knows what, what circumstances. He's, he knows these children of Israel, they cannot go this way because it's going to be trouble for them. And so he says, let's go the long way. Amen. Lost without your God positioning system. Amen. I don't want to be lost tonight without God. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to try to do this on my own. I want to try to make it on my way uh, without God. I, I, I want to make sure God is leading me. Amen. I want God to have his way in my life. Amen. Does anyone else want God to have his way in their life? Amen. I just was hoping so because uh, tonight I, we need to make sure. Need to make sure. Amen. I may not get you shouting tonight, but maybe we need to thinking about this a little bit. We need to make sure that God is literally leading us in our day-to-day life. Amen. Think about it. Does God lead you in your life every day? Do you allow God to lead you every day? Interesting question. Amen. You may seem lost or that God is meandering you. He's just, just kind of just, just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out here lost without a purpose. But he sees that in from the beginning. Because if you read on in verse uh, 21 of Exodus chapter 13, it says, And the Lord went before them by day, in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by the night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took them away. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Amen. How important is this cloud and fire? How important is this? Why did God choose this? What does this represent? How? Amen. What is this? And when did this start? How did this happen? In Exodus chapter 40, verses number 34 to 38 says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day Uh, that it was taken up for the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was on it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys the cloud the fire amen it was the glory of God amen the glory of God amen that, that abode upon the tabernacle amen determined where and when they went amen the people of Israel children of Israel they didn't go unless the glory of God went they followed after God's glory. They followed after the glory of God. They, they followed not after their own desires and their own wills. They said, you know what? If that cloud leaves, I'm going with it. Because if that cloud stays and I walk away or, or that cloud goes and I stay, I don't, I gotta have, I'm not going to have the glory anymore. I'm not going to be able to experience God anymore. If I let the glory of God leave or if I walk away from the glory, no longer will he be able to guide me. No longer will I be able to experience the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Just as tonight, amen, as God's glory was trying to move and God's glory wants to fill the house, amen. Uh, many times God's wanting to lead us and take us places in our lives. And we just watch and say, well, I'm kind of I'm tired. It's, I'll catch up to it you next time. Amen. The glory just goes on and, and does its thing. And God, God continues to move. His glory is no less. Amen. But somewhere along the line, amen. Hallelujah. We've not, we've gotten lost. Amen. We've gotten away from the glory. We've gotten away from the cloud of glory. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. 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 Where God leads us doesn't always make sense, as I mentioned. Don't always have to understand it. Don't always have to know the next step. We probably won't know the next step. Amen. If your life is predictable, and if your life has been predictable, and you can say, well, this is this is what's going to happen, and then that's what's happening, I would rest assured pretty much that God may not be leading you. Amen. For the most part, in my life, every time I think I know where I'm going, man, God just does another direction and I'm here and there. I'm telling you tonight, God says to walk by faith and not by sight. Because you know what? If you walk by where we can see and what we can, what we can experience, amen, the children of Israel, amen, they, they, they would have walked up to that Red Sea and they would have surrendered and gave up, amen. But their faith, God said, hey, Open your eyes of your faith. Amen. And when they did, then they trusted in the Lord to lead them. The waters parted. Amen. And the way it was there that they couldn't see with their natural eyes. Amen. But God opened up. Amen. Amen. His glory because they allowed him to lead them. And, and they allowed God to just be their guide. Amen. Have you ever wondered why we read about Job in the Bible? Was it for Job's sake? wasn't for Job's sake. Job was the wealthiest man in the world. Uh, he had so much going for him. His life was so, he had so much, he had cattle and he had uh, 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 lambs and he had money and he had his, uh, a large family and he had, uh, he had a lot of wealth. Amen. But there's a story about Job that we know as the Lord allowed Satan began touching parts of his life in which those things began to fall away and those things began to to leave him his health his family his flocks his cattle all of those things began to leave him and as he as they left him amen job never once charged god foolishly he continued to say god where you lead me i'll follow this may not make sense to job because job doesn't he hasn't read the book that we've read of Job. He's living the book of Job. He's living the circumstances that he's in. How, how would you feel tonight? Amen. You may look at your life and go, I don't know why I'm facing this, God. I don't know why I'm going through such a problem that I'm going through. I don't know why my family is in such turmoil. I don't know why my relationship, my, my marriage, my, my, my money, I don't understand it, God. 
But I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you tonight. Understand, amen, there's going to be a day when people look back and read the book of your life and go, hey, I see through the whole story. Hey, never charged God foolishly. And they came out on the other side and they rejoiced, amen, because God, they allowed God to lead them. I'm telling you, don't rob people of the opportunity to, opportunity to see God work in your life. Don't rob the world of the book of your life. Don't say, oh, I'm going to go to work and complain. Oh, my, my kid's this and my mom. Oh, I'm complaining, complaining, complaining. I'm telling you, you're robbing the world of the glory of God. Hallelujah. What if Job had done that? And the, the book of Job would have never been in our Bible where God would have allowed us to read the story. I'm encouraged by Job's life. Hallelujah. I don't understand. He doesn't understand, but I'm telling you, amen. It was to lead, amen. He went through a tough plot in life. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, don't let the devil rob you of your story. Amen. Of the promises of God in your life. Amen. Just because you're going through hell doesn't mean God isn't leading you. Amen. Doesn't mean that that uh, that 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 the voice uh, the Bible says the Bible says that uh, if you're one of His sheep, He is the shepherd. He'll lead you. Amen. John ten twenty seven says, "My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me." Amen. If you're a sheep in His pasture, God will will lead you if you will follow. It doesn't say if they respond to my, I'm not going to jerk them and drag them along. He says, if they hear my voice, they'll follow me. Amen. I want to be a, a, in his flock tonight. I, I want to hear the voice of God. And no matter where it shows me, whether it's into the fiery furnace, amen, whether it's, a, whether it's a, um, as, as David having to face Goliath, Wherever and whatever the situation is, God, you said go, I'll go. God, I'll do what you asked me to do. I, I, I know I'm facing a giant. Amen. As Billy Goff preached so tremendously the other night about killing giants, being giant killers. I don't care if that's where it leads me, God. I want to hear and follow your voice. Amen. Amen. Psalms 23. Amen. We can probably uh, quote this together. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not going to want. I may be in troubles. I may be going through stuff, but I'm never going to want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures in the good times. And he leads me beside still waters where I can drink freely. Amen. Without the rushing waters, I can, I can sit and enjoy the days. There are times of that in your life. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea. Though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. I was just at waters that were still. I was just in the calm. I was just in being led in righteousness and all these wonderful things. But though I walk now in the valley, the shadow of death, I'm going to understand He's with me. God's with me. He's leading me. I've got Him with me. I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. You prepare a table in the presence of mine enemies. I'm going through a deathless situation. 
I'm surrounded by the enemy. I'm, I, I, I'm in a tough spot. But there's a glory. The glory led me into the presence of mine enemies. Why? I don't understand right now. But you know what? Whenever I keep walking, I get through this. God's going to turn me around and I'm going to look. Amen. I'm going to be able to tell the story of how God brought me through. I was surrounded by my enemies. I was surrounded by fears. And I was surrounded by circumstances that were tough. I really didn't know how I was going to make it financially. I really didn't. I've been there. Really don't know what it's going to be like to make it through. I really, you know, this was some years ago when we were young and, and had some, made some, some foolish financial mistakes, decisions in our life, and I don't mind saying it because you know what? We've all gone through bad decisions. Amen? And so I found myself getting calls from people saying, hey, you owe me money. I don't have money. I don't have anything. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, then phone and ring, phone and ring, phone and ring. Letters from the bank saying, we're going to come at your house now. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Living in fear that come home from work and there will be lock on the door. This is real stuff because the sheriff came and said, you got 10 minutes, get what you can. I've been there. But you know what? When the creditors would call and say, hey, can you, you know, they'd say, let's, let's see if we can work out a payment. Where are your, what are your bills and what do you pay out? And, well, I do this, this, and I pay tithes, blah, blah, blah. Well, that charitable giving, is there, can, can you, is there any way you can take that and use some of that? <laughs> and, man, I, I would be lying if I said the temptation wasn't there. talking about tough times and trusting in the Lord tonight. Maybe this is a little different, and it's okay. Uh, and I said, you know, I, I can't. I, I, no, that's, that's just non-negotiable. And so after the sound of disgust and just frustration on his end, uh, we'd write our tithe check and our offering and just give. And, you know, there's many, many days and weeks we just eat bologna and you know what? I made the stupid mistake. But you know what? I said, God, I'm going to be faithful to you. If they take my house, they take my house. If they take my car, I deserve it. I've done some stupid things. And I, any day waiting on them to come take the house. I, it's just reality. I, I don't know. It's just dumb decision that we had made, choice we make. Things kind of fell out from under us. Didn't really take the time to think about it. We bought the house too quick. Just just life, just dumb choice in life. And I said, God, you got to help me. We didn't call mom. We didn't call dad. They found out later, and they were mad because we didn't heat a lot. <laughs> we didn't have much food. We didn't have just, we barely survived, and they got very angry with us later. Why didn't you tell us? You know what? I'm trusting in the Lord. I, I don't, I, we have to trust in God in this. And we trusted in the Lord. And this went on for I'm talking this cloud hanging over us for just a couple years, finally. Never did take the house. 
God turned around. This was probably two or three years after the fact. I'm telling you, God will lead you through troubles. I'm telling you tonight. I don't care what situation you're in. God will get you out of it. Amen. You, we may have had to lose a house. You may have to lose your car. You may have to have uh, uh, problems with, with family. I'm telling you, stick with God and, and the glory of God and keep praying and keep giving and keep loving God. He'll get you through it somehow on the other side. There will be, a, amen, a story to tell somebody. Amen. Because there was a day when we had, uh, there in Alaska, it was when we were living in Alaska. I don't even know why. This is one of them times. I don't even know why I'm even telling this story. I have no clue why I'm telling this story. Not even in my notes. I don't even know how, I don't even know what else I'm going to preach about tonight. But I'm telling you tonight, God is faithful if we are faithful. Hallelujah. I want to encourage, I'm just, I'm encouraging you tonight. Whoever, whatever situation you're in, God is faithful to you. Amen. Whether it's financial, whether it's spiritual, whether it's family, whether it's whatever, God will take care of you. We had, it was a townhouse, a threeplex, and uh, we had, I had called and I said, that, you know what, we're getting ready to get out. Uh, I was wanting to get out of the military and try and you know, I didn't know what to do. I was just, I needed to get rid of the house. I needed to sell the house. And we were so, man, it was such a burden. I hated that house. Hated it. I hated that house because I, I just was not happy with the situation. And so I said, Lord, you know, you've kept us and helped us. And I, and I talked to a realtor, and she said, you know, people had, both of them had sold beside us, had sold like six months before, and right before. And so they knew what houses were selling for. And so it was basically what we owed for the house. We may have, I felt like we were going to probably have to pay back some from the house, uh, and, and just I just wanted out from under I, I was thankful that we could just get out from under the house well long story I'll just shorten it down she priced it and this they had been on the market six months eight months nine months however long well she told me this is going to be we're going to put it up here which was like I said there's no way I told my wife there's no way we're going to sell this house she put it on the market I think three days later got a phone call and the realtor said hey we got somebody wanting to buy the house okay well what are they asking well ironically they don't have a down payment so they're willing to pay what you're asking and they'll increase the price to if if you'll pay the cost of the closing cost alright and I'm telling you the Lord's faithful I walked away from a situation I, I, that I walked myself into because, you know what, I got away from God, didn't consult God, didn't consult anybody, and I just got into a situation, but faithfulness to God, faithfulness to His house, I walked away, amen, from what was the, one of the most horrible situations in my life at the time. I mean, it was a stress on our home, a stress on our life. Everything about it was a stress, amen. But God turned it around, and in one phone call, we had the house sold, and we'd made almost $30,000 off the house. I'm telling you, God will get you through 
any situation if you stay faithful to him amen i'm telling you the children i don't know why i'm going the long way god i don't understand why you got it looks just just if you take me right here i'd be good that's all i gotta do is get right there but god says you can't go that way it'll destroy you it'll kill you so you're gonna go the long way the hard way i spent years a couple two or three years going the long way stressed trying barely eating anything that was worth anything. bologna i hate bologna and and peanut butter but i'm telling you god was faithful he took me the hard way and I got around to the other side and I realized now I understand God you were with me the whole time oh hallelujah amen somebody tonight amen if this isn't for everybody I'm sorry but if this is for somebody some person I hope tonight you understand and realize God knows where you are hallelujah amen the devil has lied the devil lies to you Hallelujah, about the situation that you're in. Say, you're never going to get out of it. You know what? Here's what I say. As the children of Israel, as, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he says, you know, that was pastor was talking the other day. If, you, if we go in the fire and die, or if God delivers us somehow, either way, God's taking care of you. I'm telling you tonight, God's going to do that for you. Uh, well, you know, I was willing to go. Whatever happens, I, I mean, whatever happens one way or the other, but I'm telling you, God got us through, and God took care of us, and God, amen. There's something about, amen, without God positioning you in your life, you're lost. Amen. If you're not where God wants you to be, you're lost tonight. Amen. I'm not talking necessarily spiritually. I'm just talking about you're not where God wants you to be. There's no telling what's going to happen without the glory of God in your life. Amen. Amen. I'm not too far from being done here tonight, but I would like... Amen. To quickly look. Amen. There's a good example in the life of Peter. Clear picture. Amen. Of what we go through and what we do. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Amen. To 11. Just hang with me here for just a few more minutes. Peter is called to be a disciple. Verse 1 says, And it came to pass that as the, the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, which was Peter, and prayed to him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Not just you're going to get fed today. He said, Go for a draw. This is going to be a bunch. Put down your nets for a bunch. That's a promise from God. Put down your nets, fishermen. You're going to catch a bunch of fish. I, and Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we've toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. And when they had, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And their net break, and they beckoned unto their partners, and they beckoned, uh, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell to the, uh, down at Jesus' knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." For he was astonished at all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken, and so was also James and the, John, the son of Zebedee were partners with Simon and Jesus said unto Simon fear not from henceforth thou shalt catch men and when they had brought 
their ships to land. They forsook all and followed him. There was something about the man Jesus. There was something about, hey, I've done this all my life. I've caught nothing. And all of a sudden, there was a man says, take your nets and drop them down. And I've caught a draw to fish. I, I, there's something about this. There's something glorious about this man. There's something different, amen, about following. I, I'm going to give everything up. If he can do that, what else can this man do? What else can he do in my life? I'm telling you today, amen. You may be fishing in your life and get nothing, nothing. I'm trying, spinning my wheels. But I'm telling you what, let God in. Let God lead. Amen. And you'll bring back a draw of fish. Amen. You know, something glorious will take place in your life. Amen. I'm telling you, he walked. He walked. He walked with the Lord. He saw some mighty things. When he followed God, he was, he was seeing some great things. Matthew 14, 26 to 29. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it's I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I'm telling you, when he was walking with the Lord, when he was following after Jesus, amen, he was able to do things that he couldn't do on his own. Things happened in his life that just didn't make sense. Things took place in his life. He said, I cannot walk on water, but with the Lord's help, I can walk on the water. I can't get through this circumstance, but with the Lord's help, I can get through this trial. The, the, the world says I should sink. Amen. Physics says I should sink to the bottom like a rock. Amen. But my Lord says, uh, uh, if you keep your eyes upon me, you'll be able to walk upon the stormy seas. You'll make it if you walk with me, if you keep your eyes upon me. Amen. Peter had his eyes upon the Lord, and he was just fine. Hallelujah. He wasn't worried about anything. He had, it, he had the Lord's, and he was walking, and he was walking, looking at the Lord, just walking on the water. Amen. However amazing it was, amen. The problem came when Peter allowed a distance between him and Jesus. Kind of got distant with the Lord. Trouble came. Amen. Trouble came. In Matthew, this is after Jesus was betrayed. Matthew 26, verse 56 to 58 says, But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. That means Peter fled too. He went from walking on the water with Jesus to running from God. Don't run from the Lord. Don't run from the Lord. Times got tough, he ran. Things got real, he ran. Amen. We pray, Lord's a healer. We get sick, we run. God's a financial, he's a provider. We go through financial problems, we run. We, we complain and we worry and bite our nails and chew our, our nails, but we don't come to the altar and pray and seek God and fast and say, I, 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 God, you know what? I'm going through this. It's, this is real. This is really going, something's really bad going to happen. They, they came and they, they had taken Jesus at this point. Peter had heard about it, and he, he you know, said, yeah, this is going to happen. And Peter had a plan. I'm going I'm to kill them if they try. And Jesus said, hey, put that sword away. 
Watch, I don't know what to do now. And so he ran because he couldn't take care of the situation on his own. I am talking to somebody tonight. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. You need God. You need the Lord. But Peter ran. He ran. He forsook him and fled. And they, and they that had laid hold, verse 57, they had laid hold on Jesus, led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him afar off under the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Peter wasn't not with God. He just was kind of at a distance to God. He just allowed, he said, you know, I don't want to get too close. I don't want to get too close. I, I just, I want to keep an eye on what's going on. I don't want to get, I don't want to get recognized with, with that because I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not, I can't handle that. I don't know what to do with that situation. So I'm just going to follow Peter, you walked on water with them, man. Peter, you experienced the glory of God. You were the only one besides Jesus that's ever walked on water. Jesus bid me to come. Oh, the glory of the Lord. But now, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't know that guy. I don't really know him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, don't find yourself. It's a dangerous place to be. Amen. When you find yourself at a distance from God, you distance yourself from your man of God. You distance yourself from the things of God. Oh, I come to church. I get close enough to see kind of what's going on. And to, uh, but you know what? I really don't want to be the, the one that gets called out and has to come up front. And I really don't want to be the one that, that, that everyone says, hey, don't you have a problem? And aren't you going through something? I don't want to be that one. I don't want to be called out and, and bit prayed for up front. That'd be embarrassing. Oh, it's a dangerous place to be, church. It's a dangerous place to be, amen, in a place that Peter was. And, and he was just wanting to be distant and, and not get close to the glory of God. Oh, the, that walking on water business, that was good in the good times. That was good then, but no, no, that's still too close to home now. Because, you know, last time I, uh, there were swords involved. And there was, I almost, you know, I could, you know, they're going to they're gonna kill you. I, I just don't know if I'm willing to give that much today. So I'm going to distance myself. I'm going to keep myself away. Uh, the pastor doesn't need to know everything about what's going on because you know what? He, he, he may call me up for prayer and, and he may... Well, you know what? You might need prayer. You might need the church's help. Amen. We're a body. You might need somebody besides you, amen, to get through this. You may need more than just a, a little, oh, yeah, I'll lay me down to sleep, to, and Lord, help me through this. You may be going through hell tonight, and you may need, amen, the help of your pastor. You may need the help, amen, of somebody else in the church and the rest of us, amen, lifting you up, but you're distancing yourselves. You're distancing yourselves from God and the glory of God. It's a dangerous place to live. Because at a distance, amen, you're one step away, amen, from total denial. You're one step away. You're one, you're one moment away, amen. Oh, I was walking on the water, amen. Uh, uh, but you know what? I'm just going to step back here a little bit, amen. But the next step, uh, amen, is denying, amen, the Lord. Matthew 26, verse 74 and 5 says, then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know him not. I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which had said, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and he wept bitterly. He distanced himself from the things of God. He distanced himself from his pastor. He distanced himself from the man that was leading him. He distanced him, himself from the one that knew him the best, that could help him the most. But he distanced himself. 
Hallelujah. That's what worries me. That's what worries me. Amen. Even tonight, uh, individuals, you, uh, whenever I, you come in, because I know I've been there, whenever you just, man, you just, either you're struggling with something or you're, you're struggling with things in your life, maybe, uh, maybe it's sins, maybe it's just finances, whatever it is, and you just, you know, I just, I'm going to sit here and just relax tonight. I'm telling you, that's that distancing that I'm talking about. That's when you're saying, hey, you know what, I don't really want to get involved in the service tonight. I, I just, I'm tired. I'm weary. I just, I just still got it in me tonight. And, and just kind of, we just kind of go through. That's the worry. That's what concerns your man of God. That's what concerns your pastor when he says, hey, <laughs> come on. You, you, you need to draw a little closer tonight. You need to draw yourself a little closer tonight. Hallelujah. Jesus was then, uh, music, if you want to come, I'm, I'm just about through. Preach long enough. Amen. When Jesus found the apostle, the disciple Peter, he tried to show him that there was more to this than just fishing. But when Peter got distance from God and Peter chose to walk away and basically curse and swear and say, I don't even know. I don't know the man. And he found himself on the outside, and, and he said, I'm not even, I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who this. Well, Peter did what everyone does when they get to that situation. They just try to find their way because the, they're not seeking the glory. They don't care so much about what's going on at the church. They don't really have much, so what do they do? They, he said, well, let's read. 20, John 21, verse 1 to 6, this tells you what happened. After these things, Jesus showed himself after he was dead, died, and buried, and he, before he was ascended into heaven, he was showing himself to his disciples. And after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed himself. They were there together, Simon, Peter, and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon said, I'm going fishing. I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to work. I'm just going to go do what I've always done. Go back to the average, the ordinary. I'm going to work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to take care of the kids. I'm just going to get back into a normal routine. I'm going to get busy with things and I'm just going to keep busy. I'm just going fishing. Just going fishing. I'm just going fishing. That's what he said. He said, I give up. I give up on this spiritual thing. I give up on the glory. I give up on, you know, the revival. Yeah, I, walk, yeah, I know I walked on water, but I've, I've thrown that away. I'm done with that. I'm just going to go fishing. If you remember, Peter had been fishing all night, the night that Jesus had found him. Verse 3 had said, Peter says, I'm going fishing. They say unto him, well, we're going with you. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. They didn't catch anything that night. You know what? I, I can't help when I read this. I can't, as I began to study, put this together. This was the end of John. Jesus found Peter fishing and had caught nothing. Until the Lord stepped in. Jesus stepped in and said, 
Now cast your nets on that side. Man, I, I can't imagine. I can only imagine that Peter, I hope, I'd like to think this is, Peter went fishing that night. Every time that net came up empty, the Lord was trying to remind him, you need me. I don't. I'm throwing out again. I want to do this on my own. <laughs> oh, man, I'm burned tonight. Can't do it on your own. Pull that net back in. I'm sure just in his gut, he just. <sighs> Nothing again. And all night, Peter, again, pre, uh, he fished all night again and. Nothing. He caught nothing. I'm sure somewhere along the line he remembers the last time I caught nothing. I remember that time. I remember the time that the man Jesus stepped into my life and did something glorious. There was no, I had nothing. I caught nothing. I'm a fisherman. I never catch. I, I toiled all night because I've never experienced this before. This is the first time I've ever never caught it. I've caught nothing. But tonight I caught nothing. And the Lord stepped in and said, cast on the other side. You understand, I've done this. This is what I do. This is my living. Yeah, but cast over here. And they cast and he caught them fish. And he said, oh, something about this. And he dropped his nets and said, I'm following after you. I'm walking with you. I'm not going back. I'm telling you, something was better than catching fish. Whatever you just did, whatever just happened was way better. That Holy Ghost I just got was way better than, than anything I just experienced. That anointing, that power, that glory that I've experienced, way better than anything that I could have caught out of this pond or this lake. I'm dropping it all. Jesus, I'm following you. Oh, hallelujah. I'm a walking on the water. I'm a seeing miracles. We're all casting demons out. Woo! But a distance between him and the Lord. He finds himself trying to go back. Cast that net out. Nothing. That night they caught nothing. Verse 4, But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said, saith unto him, Children, catch anything have you any meat they answered him no and he said unto them cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find he said hey I'll do it again if you listen if you'll obey my voice tonight I'm telling you God's calling you tonight tonight you say hey you know what I, I, I'm beyond I've had my experience with God. I failed him. I'm, I'm just in a miserable state. But I'm telling you tonight, God's saying, hey, you haven't been catching anything, have you? You haven't been finding any answers, have you? You haven't really been able to, to get a hold of your life, have you? Why don't you try the altar again? Why don't you cast your, your cares upon me tonight? Why don't you cast them again upon the altars tonight as you did at first? Because <laughs> you're lost without your GPS. 
You're lost. You can't make it without me. And I'm wanting you one more time, one more time to understand what got you to follow me last time. It's the same thing that will get you this time. Cast your nets once again. Cast your nets again on the right side of the ship and you shall find. They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. I'm telling you, Peter. I could only imagine him weeping because at this point, we, the, you go on and read. They didn't ask who he was when they came onto the, the, the disciples, jumped out of the boat, took off swimming. They knew it was the Lord. They, they, didn't, ask, they didn't get there and say, who are you? They, say, they knew and said, hey, I remember the first experience. I don't have to know. I remember what it was like. Uh, Lord, it's you. It's you. Uh, I'm here again. Uh, uh, I cast my nets again on the right side. Wherever you lead me, wherever you want me to cast those nets, I'll do it. Peter repented. Peter got baptized in Jesus' name. He got full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This man that was on, there was nobody that God called, walked on water with him. The man denied him. Amen. Walked away from God and allowed the world just to get in and take the cares of the world to creep in. But now he cast his net once again. He cast his net once again. I think that was God reminding him, saying, Hey, Peter, hey, you're not done. I've still got something for you upon you. That's where the rock, you're going to be the one that's going to start this thing off. Remember, it's not gone. The promise isn't over. It's, you're not done. I'm telling you, tonight, if you find your way to the altar, amen, God's not going to, you're not cast so far away. God's saying, once again, if you will cast, if you will come, if you will find a place of repentance right where you left off, we're going to pick up and we're going to keep going. I've got it for you. It's here if you'll just cast out. No, I'm going to stay back here and I just uh, I'm going to keep doing my own thing God's calling and saying hey the promises of God are yea and amen you haven't denied Jesus three times Jesus is telling you is telling Peter I don't care what you did to me I don't care what you did I still called you to be a fisher of men my promise is still valid today amen he put God Peter put God back in his life quit worrying amen about fishing his job quit worrying about uh, the things of this world quit worrying about the bills and quit worrying about the circumstances and quit worrying about all that I can't uh, I can I got to catch fish to make money I, I I'm worrying about my job and worrying about all this stuff when Jesus is saying I'll take care of all that if you follow me Amen. Let's stand together tonight. What was the result? Amen. When he got God back in his life, he finally got God to position him where he wanted him. God had a plan for, for Peter. God had a purpose for him. He needed Peter. He needed him. And I'm telling you, God needs you tonight. Hallelujah. What was the result? He became what God wanted him to be. He got full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that's why he could stand up with the 11 that day and preach unto those men, those Jews, with boldness. Because he knew God's with me. He thought, you know what? I remember walking on the water. God's inside of me now. I got God inside of me. 
I'm not walking away from him this time. I've got him inside of my heart. I'm, I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to talk with him. And, and you know what? He began to preach. Amen. And he told him, you've got to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he preached. Amen. And he gave everything that he had. Amen. He laid back the nets down and said, you know what? I'm giving that back up. I'm, I'm casting my nets where the Lord wants me to. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, it says, Then they that gladly received his word, Peter's word, were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Amen. Peter, cast down your nets, because there's going to be a drought. Amen. Of souls. There's going to be a drought. Oh, but I denied. I've sinned. I've I know, but you understand. If you make your way and cast your nets once again upon this altar, amen, and find your way back, amen, God's going to give you and give you the souls and give you the revival and give you the answers in your life. He's going to take care of you, and he's going to help you. The psalmist says in Psalm 63, it's the last scripture, verse 8 says, My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. That word followeth hard is a Hebrew word. It's a word that means uh, devak. It means to cling or to stick or stay close or to cleave or to keep close or to stick to or to stick with or to follow closely or to join yourself to or to overtake. It says, my soul cleaves after thee. My soul follows closely after thee. My soul is joined unto thee. I'm not letting the distance get between us. If we could play tonight, uh, whatever you want to play, I'm telling you tonight, the Lord, amen, is calling out unto you. Amen. You may seem as though he is on the banks a great deal away. He's looking out to this congregation tonight saying, hey, catch anything doing it your way are you doing okay without me oh. I'm sure Peter felt a prick in his heart that day he probably hung his head and said no nothing Nothing's working. My child, my son, my daughter, saint of God, cast, cast on the right side once again. 